Mrs. Braid. The look on her face was the same as the one he'd sketched so many times. There was the fire rising in her cheeks. Was she angry? Embarrassed? He longed to know, but could not allow himself to ask. What are you doing here? He could hear the snarl in his voice and regretted its sharpness, knowing she would never understand. I... I couldn't sleep she stammered, moving toward the fire and his chair. I saw the light in your room, and then... She paused, looking down at her hands. Your trunk outside the door. Are you going somewhere? I was going to tell you. He broke off. He shouldn't lie. He had never intended to let her know his plans. Telling her would only make things worse. Already he had let things go too far, hoping this time would be different. She drew nearer, and her eyes fell on his sketchbook. You were drawing me? Her startled tone reminded him how great the gap was in their understanding. Even after all the time they'd spent together these past few weeks, she'd not yet begun to glimpse the truth that lay behind their attraction. This was good, or at least it was for the better. For the past several days, since he'd made the choice to leave, he'd been struggling to pull away from her. The effort took so much out of him that as soon as he was alone, he had to give in to his pent-up desire to draw her. He had filled up his book with pages of her arched neck, her marble collarbone, the black abyss of her hair. Now, he looked back at the sketch, not ashamed at being caught drawing her, but worse. A cold chill spread through him as he realized that her discovery, the exposure of his feelings, would destroy her. He should have been more careful. It always began like this. Warm milk with a spoonful of treacle, he murmured, his back still to her. Then he added sadly, it helps you sleep. How did you know? Why, that's exactly what my mother used to. I know, he said, turning to face her. The astonishment in her voice did not surprise him, yet he could not explain to her how he knew— or tell her how many times he had administered this very drink to her in the past, when the shadows came, how he had held her until she fell asleep. He felt her touch as though it were burning through his shirt, her hand laid gently on his shoulder, causing him to gasp. They had not yet touched in this life, and the first contact always left him breathless. "'Answer me,' she whispered. "'Are you leaving?' Yes. Then take me with you, she blurted out. Right on cue, he watched her suck in her breath, wishing to take back her plea. He could see the progression of her emotions settle in the crease between her eyes. She would feel impetuous, then bewildered, then ashamed by her own forwardness. She always did this, and too many times before, he had made the mistake of comforting her at this exact moment. No he whispered, remembering, always remembering. I sail tomorrow. If you care for me at all, you won't say another word. If I care for you, she repeated, almost as if she were speaking to herself. I, I love. Don't. I have to say it. I, I love you. I'm quite sure. And if you leave. If I leave, I save your life. 
He spoke slowly, trying to reach a part of her that might remember. Was it there at all, buried somewhere? Some things are more important than love. You won't understand, but you have to trust me. Her eyes drilled into him. She stepped back and crossed her arms over her chest. This was his fault, too. He always brought out her contemptuous side when he spoke down to her. You mean to say there are things more important than this? she challenged, taking his hands and drawing them to her heart. Oh, to be her and not know what was coming, or at least to be stronger than he was and be able to stop her. If he didn't stop her, she would never learn, and the past would only repeat itself, torturing them both again and again. The familiar warmth of her skin under his hands made him tilt his head back and moan. He was trying to ignore how close she was, how well he knew the feel of her lips on his.